Welcome back to Super Tuesday Recap. Your host Chris here with Ro and Deepom, and we're here to uh, cap off uh, what some are calling uh, the greatest season of television uh, we've had in a long time. Uh, we're here to talk the last uh, three episodes of Watchmen. So this is episode seven, an almost religious awe. Episode eight, a god walks into a bar, uh, and then nine, see how they fly. Um, yeah. So when we left off in episode six. Things definitely take a turn when we get to seven, eight, nine. Um, if you had any doubt that this was a uh, that they were going to do something with Doctor Manhattan, well, um, yeah. I would just like to say thank you for the way that they chose to handle how they brought forward all the characters from the original Watchmen. I mean, because I was really worried about that. Honestly, I was worried all the way through episode five. So. I like I like the like you said the restraint they showed because it's very easy to just kind of lean on that, but making them additive and not the focal point of the story, I thought that was really important. I I think it's we're going to talk about the whole episode and season obviously in this, throughout the the podcast. I like that by the time you get to episode nine, they've got a full blown comic book weirdness. Mm-hmm. Yes, like the show starts with a cop getting shot by a white supremacist during a traffic stop. It ends with full-blown comic book weirdness. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense. And then also, the fact that with each episode, we left six being like, how could they top that? Then they gave us seven. Like, well, how do you top that? And then eight happened. And so, I'm really sick of doubting this show. Because <laughs> each time I did it, it was like, gotcha, motherfucker. Alright, I'll see you next week. It's, it bas- basically, every episode of me saying, that was the best thing I've ever seen and the show threatening me. So, yeah, there were multiple hold my beer moments in here, Daniel. There were multiple multiple hold my beer moments. Yeah, the um, Lindelof is not here to fuck around. That's what I learned, indisputably. No, I, I particularly, I mean, obviously, I mean, Seven gets us the setup for who, like, where Doctor Manhattan's been this entire time. But when we get into Eight, and you're you're doing a a guy walks in a bar, and you're going through that whole, it, it deals with the whole way of how Dr. Manhattan sees time anyway. Um, and I think the, the, the way they did it and the way they handled that um, was truly brilliant. It's something that, I mean, obviously, uh, uh, Deep, I'm, I'm pretty sure you've done it. Yeah, I'm trying to do it this weekend. Have you finished Doomsday Clock? There you go. Okay, so I haven't I done have it. Not finished I, it. I got, I got one, I got one, I got the one, I got the one issue. I got the one issue to do. But the reason why I say that is just the way they were handling, the way Jeff Johns was writing and handling Doctor Manhattan there with the way the concept of time. There was the one, uh, what? I'm, it's been out for so long, I forget the issue. But the issue where you were seeing Doctor Manhattan and and where he's going through the different times and stuff like that. I think it's, I think it's ten. Yes, one of those issues, and and that is pretty much the way they kind of handled this episode too a little bit it's, it's it's really brilliant because you don't understand it's hard to explain how dr manhattan exists mm-hmm. until he's actually pissing you off with it like he does right Angela. right, right. You, it doesn't make any sense and you're like oh wait i can see how this can get really annoying like it's sounds like a great thing to have at the one point and then you're like no this is this is really fucking annoying. You you exist and know everything all the time at all moments. Like, come on. As a woman, the way that they played the scene where she's like, and then don't tell me what the... I was like, that's perfect. This is the perfect analogy. <laughs> all of it. Right. 
for how he deals with time and how he lives and what it would be like to have to deal. I mean, it was, I don't know of a a better way that you could have illustrated it outside of how they've tried to handle it in the comics. I don't know how you could have done it visually better. When they're, when they're leading up to that argument and the argument basically like, first of all, there's the whole thing of all the, all this kind of started because uh, Angela asked, Manhattan to basically ask her grandfather why he killed somebody that he hadn't killed at that point. <laughs> you know, yeah. like that whole thing right there. It, but it, but it, like you said, it's the comic aspect of how Dr. Manhattan deals with time and how all the stuff gets weird. There's that. But also when they were having the argument and she was telling, she basically lead him to him telling her, uh, her telling him to get out. And, and he just sits there. She's like, so I have to say it basically. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it's not real if you didn't yes, say it. Because you have to say it. I mean, you're going to tell me to get out. So, yeah. like that, it, 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 like you said, like being able to show that. I mean, behind all the other things, and and the thing that I like about that is they were already doing the stuff with the race and all the other stuff they were doing up to this point. You technically added a new element starting in episode seven with Manhattan in time, and it worked out really well even though you're adding a new element of basically storytelling as well uh into the back half of a season and it felt like it enhanced it versus taking away from it or confusing anybody like the way they did it like even if you didn't if even if you knew nothing about Watchmen I feel like you would understand what was happening what was going on wait they, that's 8 right sorry yeah 8 yeah so it's like the, they introduced it in like two episodes they, they introduce it in two, the last two episodes of the season. They introduce a whole right. other new element that, again, for us who know Dr. Manhattan, who know Watchmen, that's like, all right, oh, that's, that's just cool. But when I think about it, and I take that hat off of somebody who, who knows his character and knows the, you know, knows the background, I'm like, they explained it enough that even if you didn't, you would be able to follow what was going on, which yeah. is brilliant. Like, well, that is an incredible thing to do just from a television point of view. Do you want to go to seven first before we go to eight? Oh, I'm just hopping around. I, don't, I have no... I know. Come on, you know, like, I, know I think it's I important. Yeah. The structure of it's so important because yeah. the whole thing, the nine episodes, is Angela's origin. hmm But it's the beauty of everyone gets a second origin story. Hooded Justice's second origin story is John coming to meet him. This is Angela's second, but her first one is the one we explore in seven. Her parents dying. It, it's it's the it's the inverse of the way they make us relive Will's life, mm-hmm. and I love the juxtaposition of Will's origin is that of Superman. It is the survivor of a destroyed civilization. Hers is Batman. Mm-hmm. It really is. And it's killed right in front of her. Yeah, and she swears. What she do? She's inspired by a mask, so that no other child feels that way again. Mm-hmm. Like she had her, the cool like, thing, yeah. She just off of that, you know, because her, her origin so eight, That's John's second origin story. Mm-hmm. His first one is stepping in and getting torn apart. Right. The second one is really, and I know this whole thing is kind of her origin, but more than anything, it's a story about love. And eight is a tremendous, like as a standalone episode. That's a, that's a love story. Yeah. And the speech that Will gives her at the end, wounds can't heal behind masks. Mm-hmm. Hurting other people isn't going to ha- solve your hurt. 
it's a really powerful thing that I thought just even like looking at just these three episodes, the structure of these three episodes, because you get her origin, you get his second origin, and then you get the end of her second origin. Mm-hmm. Because we can all pretend that we don't know it's an ambiguous ending. She walks in the water. Who said it's an ambiguous ending? And no, I'm, saying, I'm, I'm, strong, I'm strong. I'm strong. I'm strong. here. I'm strong. Okay. 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 I I just want to get in front of any sort of pushback of that because not only has Lindelof made it very clear how he thinks it ends, how he he's telling us what the text says it ends, but the beauty of God turning himself into a man for love. And then giving his powers to someone who doesn't have that respect already. She's already a human. She already knows love and grief and joy. What did Will say? He could have done more. Well, so here's here's the funny thing, right? And this, this is the the thing that you know. And again, the 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 backlash from the dude bros is the same. But it's the same thing that happened with Sam Wilson as Captain America, right? It's like, hey, what happens when you give that power and that symbol to somebody who's been from a marginalized community? to actually see what to actually use that, that power for, right? It doesn't say that the person who had it before them, you know, didn't do some good things, but there are holes there, right? Because they are not from well, that community they don't know. It's, it's, he's from, so by the retcon of making him a Nazi survivor, mm-hmm. someone who fled Germany, it's interesting because you're right. I think, I, I think it has to do with, like, when these two stories were written. Oh, yeah. Because his entire existence was one of divorcing himself from his humanity, almost through like the providence or kind of the application of the powers. Mm-hmm. The question now that I actually find less interesting, I'm glad that Lindelof is saying, and maybe not season two, is how would these powers affect Angel or how would Angel affect these powers? That's not that interesting. What they've done here is, and I think that's kind of why when I see, I need season two, I'm like, well, what are you looking for? I mean, if they got upset about how he weaved in the socio-political and socio-economic elements of the world as it exists now Mm -hmm. into his alternate world with what he's already done with season one, I think it's it's completely and utterly a legitimate point to say, well, what would you be looking for? Because I really appreciate it. I agree with you. I feel like I felt like it was kind of more everybody came full circle. You got to see the end of their yang. So, you know, and I and I really appreciated that in the sense that you know the open question is everybody always had their motives about who picked what for their mask in their face and even when Lori's going through her big speech about you know childhood trauma and what are you hiding for and where did you come from everybody who picked where they came from for what they did for who they ultimately personified as their vigilante persona yeah it comes from a place of trauma and hooded justice came from you know almost dying hmm. and having the recollection of, you know, subverting that hood being the thing that almost led to his death and leading it back to the recollection of Bass Reeves and all those moments he had and truly coming to understand why he covered his face and feeling as though he could take on those elements if he covered his face and then, you know, reclaimed himself through hooded justice. Whereas Angela... Sister Knight became a lodestone. You know, it wasn't just representative of her trauma. It was the lodestone of the last moment, the last pure moment she had with her parents was also around this videotape. But even greater than that 
it's a lodestone around from when her grandmother looked at her in the face and said, well, you know, I guess not too many people look like you here and the world that she lived in and the way that they always were very clearly having her respond to people who were speaking Vietnamese in English mm-hmm. and her self-possession and how she viewed the world and what it took to break what would be categorically her fourth wall and to break her down to emotion. And that's what I really loved about a God walks into a bar. Like, you know, he's sitting down with her and she's like, no, you're going to tell me that in a minute. But, you, ha- you know, and she's like, but I haven't yet. And the way that he circled her around and circled her around through her own understandings of time and meaning and, you know, what's important and questioning him about what he's done as Dr. Manhattan. And, you know, why he, and she's like, I hate him and the consequences. And his question is like, haven't you ever done anything even though you knew it was going to have a bad outcome? Well, that's shit. No, no, no. He says directly, have you ever done anything you knew you'd regret? Yes. Which is so fucking human. Well, yeah. yeah, And and that's the thing. Like, his mistakes are bigger. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, and this is one of those things that kind of, you know, we've talked about this before. Like, if you're going to do kind of like a sequel, if you will, to the Watchmen story, this is a hell of a way to do it because you're dealing with the consequences of what happened, what we saw or what we read before. Like, you know, what Dr. Manhattan did to those Vietnamese during the Vietnam War was pretty much genocide. Like, he was just walking through burning villages, right? And yeah. it, like, and at no point do you ever really kind of deal with that. Um, and here you see that it had a real consequence. You, you were hearing for up to, uh, up to six, six, seven or eight episodes about how Vietnam was the 51st state and all this other stuff and just quietly thinking about that. And then to see that moment and see what happened to Angela's parents and, wh- and how you got to that point, you're like, oh, yeah, I could definitely understand why some people would be a little bit upset at Dr. Manhattan. Well, you know? if, you t- if you take away the allegory and just say, this is what happens if America wins the Vietnam War. Well, or any war that we deal with. Like, it's not, war, I mean, exactly. like, you know, yeah, yeah, what happens when America shows up. Test case of what the story they're telling. Right, exactly. I mean, it's, it's, it's it, it, the reason I mean, why people, this works so well is so like grounded. People like to pretend like that's not true. Right. Right. It's, it's, it's so grounded. It, it, what makes this work so well is, and, 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 Ro, you and I were talking about this with The Expanse not too long ago, uh, but what, what makes these stories work so well is that you can literally plop them. Yeah, sure. You have the fantastical, sci-fi elements of them but if you take those elements out you're basically telling a story that you see today and i think that and, and that's why i always find so funny the reactions from from certain elements of of audiences um because they're it's not that they don't want to see politics involved it's not that it's too political racist we get all this stuff out it's too real it's yeah. it's it's too real okay. and it's not there's no way there's no way to look at yourself and, 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 and ignore it because it's so rooted in something that actually happens. Like there's, yeah, there's no the whole new trend of wanting to call racism and having racism and bad guys be actual villains, a trope. Yeah. I mean, or well, a gimmick. Well, it's, it's a thing of, um, perfect example of this. And it just so happens that this happened this week while we're doing it, but it's the, the, the Dickie Rollins thing. Right. I, I was just talking to, um, talking to Bacon about this, and I, and I told them, I was like, what makes somebody like JK and, and Turf so dangerous is they, they're more dangerous than you will than the over-the-top, super conservative uh, right-wing conservatives because 
they make a more palatable um a more pal- palatable argument for uh the closet of bigots who go well you know they have a point and and that's the kind of stuff and a, and a lot of this obviously you had the over the top racism that you were dealing with in in watch watchmen but there was the underlying stuff too the stuff that you showed in vietnam the stuff just the everyday the the whole issue with the cops like all the stuff is there you know the fact that i love the fact that they didn't at the end of this they didn't let Adrian walk like I, I was at the end. I was like, "Motherfucker committed genocide." You're gonna arrest him, right? And when 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 Lori Lori was like, "Yeah, no, no, you're coming back with us. You're getting arrested. You're going to jail." Like you you did. I really like you like did. that point in the beginning of episode nine where it's almost Lindelof talking to the audience. Like yeah. you're just doing a redux. This is the same thing. Oh, it's more fucking squids. Yeah. They proved that new was always better, and they proved why this, the original stands the test of time. Because what's my favorite line in all of fiction? I did it 35 minutes ago. What does Lady Q do for three episodes? Tell everyone who will fucking listen to your plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I was, was like, like hey, man, like, I get you got this ego, and you got this thing about your dad, and I understand that shit. But, However, tighten <laughs> the fuck up, man. Right, right. It, yeah, it, I was like, you really think because you hid behind these schmucks, that Dr. Manhattan never saw you coming. Bitch, you have not stopped talking right. about what you wanted to you do. You told his wife! <laughs> you told his wife, you told your daddy. I mean, come on. You are a walking talking. But I love that moment, right? All, I really love the way that they wove all those things together, even with, right. like, you know, uh, the, the inherited arrogance of True. And uh, can we talk about the, uh, the iconoclastic image that she went for? with uh, the almost wanting to make it seem like when she turned blue, she'd have a holy nimbus by her lovely little headgear mm-hmm. and all her white clothes. Seriously. Oh, I'm Catholic and I that. screamed. I'm she Catholic didn't just inherit that from her dad, though. The no, cool she part of her too. is that her mother had to be planning, conniving, and have enough of an ego to be like, I'm going to have this kid. That was a collision of arrogance, and it was a beautiful thing. Exactly. But like the the but like the, all of these things are all of these little collisions of arrogance. And one of the things that I loved about this, and what Lidloff did, and then the team, and can, and the like the sets and the the way that they pulled this contemporary world together. Um, you know, we have these kind of tentpole figures and personalities in real life, and they found a way to take someone who existed within the Watchmen world. And without kind of perverting that world, consume and pull those people in. So you have the senator who is an amalgamation of the Tea Party and, you know, that regular old good old boy made good. But as someone from the South, that man is the personification of the edict from David Duke when he told members of the Klan and Proud Boys and skinheads to stop shaving their heads. Mm-hmm. Stop getting tattoos. Go to college. Buy businesses. You need to be in the positions of power in order for us to retain and return the world to the power structure and hierarchy it needs to uphold. And I agree with you, Chris, that is absolutely why people don't like this stuff on their TV and why it makes them uncomfortable. Because it's not just somebody like, um, I was just talking to Shannon about this, like Kenya Harris who is basically duplicating his own nuclear family dynamic onto the screen. And he's staying in his very narrow lane by also duplicating his own personal experiences and perceptions of blackness into those families. 
So you get a lot of light-skinned people because when he looks left and right in his family, what does he see? And the dominant storylines are not the more interesting people in his family. Those are offshoots and side adventures. But in this world of Watchmen, there's no separation between any of those elements because all of them are essential to life. So yeah, you also have the consequences of a world power, as personified by Dr. Manhattan, stepping into a war and what it takes for him to bring it to an end, which is the same as, you know, the U.S. not really paying that much attention to what happens when we decide that we want to disarm, but we don't decommission, we sell. And then we're confused why all of these people all over the world who are being bombed and having their homes destroyed hate America. But we also like to pretend like there isn't a direct correlation and a connection to when they find the shells of the bombs that fell on them, they say made in the USA. So it doesn't matter that the US didn't drop them, we still sent them because we sold them to the people who did it. So, you know, what's the consequential fallout of somebody not thinking through uh, an action that's good for them in the short term or, or within their bubble and perspective? And what's the impact on the greater world? All of these things exist. Like there's a movie called Hidden Life, it just came out. If you can't handle slow dramas, don't go see it. But it's about a man who is like during the, the World War and he's serving in the army. And it's about the time that the army turns from just being about securing the Reich and advancing the Reich. And he starts to notice a change in the dialect and the rhetoric from his townspeople to the, uh, to the mayor of his town, to his fellow soldiers. And he realizes that if he gets called back to duty, He's going to be expected to follow these orders and these new mandates and these edicts. And he's got friends in his town. He looks and he's like, they're not safe anymore. And he realizes, I don't think I can do this. And then right when he truly thinks that he may be able to find a way to still do his service and take care of his family, they say that you have to take an oath to Hitler when you're called back into duty. And he's like, I can't do it. I, I can't make an oath. And but this whole world that he lives in is beautiful and it's idyllic. And they have a very insulated society where they work in community with one another. And I really, truly, honestly think that when, I'm just gonna say all non-black people look at the world, they, and some younger black people, I don't know where they, I don't know what the hell's going on with them. They really, truly think that there is this separation between the government and the infiltration of what governance means and what's supposed to be their everyday daily life and the consequences and the impact of it. So when you get a world that's built like this one and you get someone like True who's come in and she's done these beautiful, brilliant things because her daddy told her to pull herself up by her bootstraps. And I'll give you exactly what was given to me, nothing. But remember, he had the choice of that nothing. He still inherited his wealth. He got the notoriety of giving it away. And then he got the opportunity to make his own money. So for him to then turn around and say, and I'll never call you daughter. Until I need help. Until I need you to come save me. Mm -hmm. Until I need you to remember those patrilineal lines and where your greatness comes from. Mm -hmm. And who do you think you are to talk to me this way? as though he's separated from the world, that he's caused all of these terrible ass consequences, that his overt anger, that Redford never called him, 
Oh, but, but I oh, gave but, him but that, what he had. But that, but that's so that's so white that's so white male though, right? The idea right. of I I gave you all this stuff and you you weren't grateful for it, even though yeah, sure, I killed three million people and stuff like that. But like I did it to save you. I did it you know, it's that it's that all the harm I did was really for good and I'm really the hero of this story type deal that we again right. that's rooted in something we see every day. Right? And I think again, it's just it the way it's brilliantly done, bravo. Because <laughs> yeah. no other show has really done it that way. At you least know, not in one some season. People were upset because they felt like characters started to fall by the wayside, but that's life. I mean, there are interesting moments that everybody has in their life. And I really felt like this 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 series gave respect to all these different aspects, but it never remembered that its driving engine was Angela Abar. And I truly, truly appreciated that because it's very rarely that they let the vehicle, the rabbit that starts the race is actually still the one that we're targeted following by the end of it. Not when it comes to race. And races. (laughs) Ha ha pun. But yeah, I really, truly kind of appreciated how they wove all those things together. And they're just, they're just, I don't know. I don't know how many times I've watched the last three episodes. No, seriously, that, that's and that and like the little things, like the fact that you need to rewatch the whole series and realize that Vape's just playing a game to keep from going crazy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah, created yeah. a game for himself. <laughs> the mask. I, I love the masks make men cruel because that's how he saw himself in the mask. Oh, and then oh, and he's such a dick. He's such a dick. So was I a worthy adversary? No. You weren't. But, like, but, but why let him die with a lot? Yeah, I appreciate like, it. Like, no, what that, ass- you come out being a dick. I was like, look, that's a little honesty for your ass, man. You asked. What, like, you asked what an asshole. I mean, you knew you weren't. I know. You're calling him someone he remembered. Right. Well, no, not that he remembered. That John well, remembered. That John, he, right. I, I mean, he just came to John's planet and disrespected all his shit. Right. You really well, that's, a, and that's the coolest part about this whole show for me is that, not the coolest part, one of the cool parts is that John was a god who didn't want worship. The worship made him feel bad, so he became a man. Mm-hmm. This is a man who determined he needed to be worshipped, got the worship, was like, mm, this isn't quite what I thought it was going to be. Right. And I'm also stuck. Right. Right. So. Now what the hell do I do? Well, he, well not only that, the worship was so tedious on him, he had to create an adversary. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what I truly honestly believe is what's wrong. It's like, it's a, I, that was a real subtle point at the a fundamental flaw in this idea of great empires and great societies. It's like we are always poking at our own foundation and breaking the thing that we stand on and then we act like we don't understand what happens when things begin to come, crumble. I was like, hello Nero, how you doing? Just burn your shit down. But the other thing that I thought was really interesting and amazing about how they were doing those elements was everyone keeps saying, well, he could have done more, but these are people who weren't alive in the direct aftermath of Dr. Manhattan becoming Dr. Manhattan and agreeing to step in and do the things that he did. Like people like to forget, like all these people accused John of giving them cancer and, you know, and all these other rumors and things that happened with him and the fallout to some of the inventions that he gave and the anger and the bitterness and the vitriol. So for as much as we keep saying he could have done more, he could have done better by us. We weren't grateful every single time that he tried to step in and help, especially when he stayed within the parameters of what we asked him to do. So that's actually like John is an allegory for the superpower for like literally American exceptionalism. Yes. And so it becomes a question of what's the overstep? 
what do we really want them to do? Or is there the idea of their presence being on Mars enough to keep things peaceful? So the idea right. of the superpower is more powerful almost than the power itself. And superpower that could do great things for people in the abstract is never, ever, ever, ever not resented in the actual. Oh, especially when it can be easily manipulated by those who would say, this superpower gave you cancer, even though Ozymandias admits in Watchmen that he made all that shit up just yep. to make them question the power under which they lived. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it's a direct parallel. Never mind. Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, say it. Say it, Devon. Say it. <laughs> I just, fake news. That's all I'll I say. mean, we like it. We like it when you say it, though. It's just the fake news. It's just, oh, just it's, to you. Say it's, it. it's so good. What they did on every, like, and then even the shot of Topher looking back at the mask. Because this is Topher's origin, too. He found out his adopted father was God, and then the man died. Mm -hmm. And then he found out that his adopted mother was. We don't know what he's going to find out. We know, we know, oh, 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 I think he knew she was a badass. I think he found out to the degree of which her badassery is to be exhibited. Yo, when, yeah. when, they, were le- when they were leaving out and he looked at the, uh, the, the sister, sister Knight uh, uniform in, 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 uh, in the back of the, uh, the bakery, she was just like, uh... You know what she didn't say? Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, uh, oh, that's what... I knew it. It's like, I've been waiting on that moment. I, it was it was the um, the Thor moment when uh, Cat picked up the hammer. <laughs> it's that moment. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> that is truly all that was missing was him going yes. But yeah, you're right. But I thought it had more power and impact when he just turned around and looked at it, and turned and looked at her, and she just kind of looked at him over her shoulder. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. No. Like again, but I think that's 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 the part of where this series never overreaches, right? It does just enough and does just enough what it needs to do. And moments like that, that was it. Like, without having to overreach and go further, you're right. Would I like to see the other moment? Yeah, but it would have been over the top and wouldn't have been appropriate for that moment. It would have served the story. It would have served yeah, the story. Have gone, so yeah, what they did do with... All the great things they had done to the state, as far as I'm concerned. Exactly. And the, and the, the death touch, the light touch is what makes it different mm-hmm. than a lot of shows we watch. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I honestly think one of the reasons why this show felt like such a palate cleanser and so many people who had been excited for it, stayed excited for it, and convinced their friends who had been hesitant or on the fence about it in the fandom was because of it was always a deft touch. Because it gave hat tips and it had great Easter eggs, but it never tried to be anything that had come before. It took the best elements of what we expect from a mystery and action film. It took it took elements out of black exploitation and pulp. It pulled all of those together with comic book ridiculousness. And then it pulled a little space magic in because it could. And then, you know, it pulled the best of what we like about villains. And then it grounded all of them in a contemporary world that's just really undeniably possible. And I, I, I get a lot of people have issues with Lidloff, but I think he might have resolved. I think David might have resolved a lot of my issues after oh. watching it. If, y- if y'all got problems after Leftovers, y'all can come see me. I like Leftovers. I love Leftovers. I never see another thing is I never watched Lost, so he never hurt me. <laughs> oh no, I didn't watch Lost. I watched Leftover. No, I got yeah, Lost. People who are hurt, I get it. Be hurt. That's fine. What you're not going to do is disrespect Leftovers or Watchmen. 
Is it? It's not possible. Anybody who's trying to look, they can come see me too, Dean. I got your back on this one because I love slept over. And I, and I respect I just, the pain you went through with loss. I've been there. I know what you're talking about. I get it. I mean, but don't. I, I, that's the other thing that I think is this. This that has really been interesting about 2019 when it comes to people who are all about. Oh, I don't. I don't f with him. I don't like his work. He can't follow through. He doesn't know how to do an ending, or you know, he doesn't. He he shouldn't be trusted with precious things. If you get out of their way, and mm. you allow them to be innovative, even if they're working within a known universe and adapting within known, uh, you know, canon. If you get out of their way and you truly let them work, this is what we get when you let them cook. So Lost had a whole lot of hands and fingers in the pie that Watchmen and Leftovers never did. I, I wasn't hurt by Lost, so I'm not willing to absolve him of his sins in Lost. I get that. No, I'm only just talking about the logistics of trying to bring a show together and all Even this type of I'm not, I'm not willing to get in the way of people who are, who are feeling their feelings about Lost. Oh, I would never seek to invalidate somebody's upset and bitterness <laughs> in any such way. I'm just saying, don't hey, extrapolate it forward. Exactly. But allow the man to grow. Well, I'll also yeah. say this, though. I'll also say this. You know, for uh, a lot of people, sticking a landing is, is hard. Um, and it can be. And also, like, there's, a, there's also a thing of when, when, if you really enjoyed a show, like it's been funny to me watching uh, a perfect example of this is funny to me watching all the people who have completely turned on uh game of thrones and the uh, creators of game of thrones like let's say again because i don't really care but let's say the last season is 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 100 trash right you all stuck around Never. for seven so you guys you at some That's point you got that. some you got some enjoyment out of it so unless you just said you didn't and you were there just for it all to be trash, right? So, like, at that point, there's enough there for you to say, all right, I didn't like this, but I still overlike the whole thing. So even going back to Lindelof, like, if you liked a lot of what he does, this is, perfect, this is, not, this is not a Michael Bay, right? Like, people keep asking, do you see Six Underground? No, it's Michael Bay. Yes. I know exactly how that shit's going to turn out. No, you know what Jesus. that's going to be. Like, there's... Everyone relax. It's... Michael Bay's brought a lot of goodness to our lives too. It's gone off the rails at the end. I'm not gonna lie. The There's some good Bay movies, and I'm I'm gonna watch The Rock after this. Fuck that. All right, I listen. love The Rock. I love The Rock. Okay. The Rock is restrained. Six Underground <laughs> is proof. The there's a Say there's. What? There's no the rock again. It's there, not restrained. No, it's not it, restrained. Have you seen Six Underground and what happens okay, when okay, no okay. one is playing the screen? Okay. Hey, look, you ruined Transformers. Don't get me started. Oh, I'm, just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just okay. saying. When 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 there's an overabundance of bad, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You know, and something else is coming out. Like I said, I have a. I have a. I have a catalog of stuff with Michael Bay. I saw Six Underground. I was like, you're not tricking me with that cast. No, I know how this is gonna turn out. No, thank you, man. I, I watched no, it. Watch it. I, I, I mean, I'm, no, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm not gonna watch it, but I'm not gonna watch it. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm walking into exactly. I'm not. Yeah. I will be yeah. tricked. I will be tricked. Yeah. Exactly. I walked exactly. the door of Watchmen <laughs> with recognizing, acknowledging the Damon Leadhoff that I knew was leftovers. That was me the too. last. Amen. Ep- so my experience. I wasn't sure. Oh, oh, I was hesitant as hell. I was talking. I, you know what I, I was hesitant? I watched um, your boy's movie this week. 
your boys movie this which week. boys movie this but week? Zach did his own panel by panel recreation of the comic but why would you do that to yourself because I wanted to remember sometimes I think see, that's self care yeah so I never claimed to be I, mentally healthy I or practice self care hold I, on <laughs> self loathing manifests in weird ways oh my lord Jesus Okay, okay, I have I have to admit and acknowledge that I have engaged in that bad form of self care that form of Man, no self care. So I, I recognize I recognize what you're saying. <laughs> but it's just I mean, come on. Like you just you, you you got to be at what you just did to yourself, that might actually be an unacceptable form. Did you sign your own form for the before you engaged in that level of masochism though? I mean, I need to remember how far you we have a, did you did you have a safe word? Was the, there a hard pass my, point? My, my new loose, least favorite thing in 2019 on the way out is me saying this on the internet and people being like, "What? Well, I actually liked it." I'm like, "Cool, you're blocked. No kind of taste. You'll say anything on my timeline. I never want to see your face again." I liked Watchmen. Sure you did, buddy. Click. Great way to catch a mute is to tell me you liked Watchmen. <laughs> to tell the tell you that they liked it. The movie. The, oh, I don't. Mm-mm. Bro, I had some, I was like, yo, I watched Watchmen. Someone was like, what's wrong with it? I actually liked it. I'm like, okay. That's a block. I mean, I watched it. I watched it this week. Yeah. Mm-mm. You can't like that movie. I like some of the outfits. I like some of the costumes. That's what someone said to me, too. Like, the costumes are pretty good. Blocked. <laughs> no, I don't mean in the sense that they were any way, shape, fashion, or form faithful. I just thought that they made some interesting, you know, production and costuming choices. But no, I would not you're, say you're, that I like cool. I can't mute you. I, I can't, I can't, you're, you're, you're pushing it, but I can't mute you. And you also know I'm crazy, so I'm fucking with you. But no, I, I, do I, don't, like watch, I don't like to watch a movie. But honestly, truly, I've watched a lot of dramas and I've watched a lot of movies and I've watched a lot of people were saying, oh, they're just trying to fill this X whole because this thing has left and i really think that it does a disservice to television and calling this some kind of word of mouth hit when i was like y'all took over a main stage at new york comic con you knew good and damn well that you centrally placed yourself in the fandom come on to try to get people excited about this project now are you pleasantly surprised at how many people were in fact excited showed up and stayed yes that does not make you a word of mouth hit this show because I, I, again, I told you, I walked through this door with hesitation and trepidation, but hope based on what looked like good, solid casting choices and just prayed that the writing stayed there for them. And when I saw some of the people who were behind the camera, who I saw, you know, who was doing the music, because if they don't give Trent and Atticus all of their flowers, I will riot. I mean, when you're doing things like when you found a way to give everybody a contemporary and a classical theme song. Mm-hmm. And you got black Twitter. Using their investigative powers to look up the words to lacrimosa so they can determine whether or not the movement that was applied to a particular scene is evocative and poignant as well as ironic. Someone needs to give you an award. When you also can carry that through thematically in the work that you have the people doing and every step of the casting choices, I don't care what your casting card said to get that person in the outfit because it worked out to my benefit. I'm a be that hypocrite. We have stopped giving people permission to give us nice things. 
because we think all things that were nice before have to be nice the way the thing was before. But as Game of Thrones has told you and aptly demonstrated, your showrunners could have no fucking idea what they're doing. And when the people who are helping them get there fall out of being on the screen, shit escalates. So you can't have it both ways. You can't have people who are all in for fan service and faithful adaptations, but don't know what to do when they're outside those parameters. And then say everything must fall within this format in order for us to consider it to be great or new or innovative or a proper adaptation. I thought you were talking about or Star does... Wars for a minute there, not, not Game of Thrones. Hmm? I, said, I, yeah, I haven't seen you yet relax. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I, I thought you were talking about Star Wars. So, yeah, it could be both. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to limit it to one thing in the fandom. When I say the people have gotten to the point where they've decided we can't have nice things, I mean everybody. Like all hey, this guys, stuff about. What, what, welcome to be a professional wrestling fan. I, I always say everything's wrestling. People not liking how a um, storyline ends is literally the basis for professional wrestling fandom. It, it really is. just is. everywhere else. And I'm sorry. It's going to be messy. It's going to be ugly. And people who say they don't like things are going to tell you they like them two years later. I know it's going to feel weird. I'm just telling you when you need someone who understands it, find the wrestling fan in your life. Revisionist history and lying about the truth is what they're built on. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that's, that's a sad fact, but possibly true. Yeah. Everything's but- wrestling. Look, I'm sorry. This. It should. Here's how it should. How it should have ended is a YouTube channel that could just be about wrestling anymore. <laughs> that is true. Mm. It could. It yeah. really could. But this was just more about more than just how it ended. I mean, people have gotten to the point where they don't. They don't even want to give you a chance to start. Mm-hmm. Like people came into this with pre- preconceived notions about how Regina Knight was. Regina. Ooh, I don't change the name. Regina King was supposed to be used in Watchmen. How it would be acceptable for her to be present in so, the Watchmen universe. So you know, you know, you know what I found has been easier for me, and I did this with Star Wars. I did this with I technically did it with Game of Thrones too. And I did it with Watchmen. I kind of just stopped not paying attention to stuff that happens before the show comes out. So I've stopped watch. Like I'll watch a trailer if it comes out. But I'll, I won't read the interviews. I won't read the leads up. I won't read the articles that come out. I won't do any of that. And even the way we do things here, I mean, we did this with um, The Expanse. Like, you know, we had The Expanse earlier. We only reviewed the first three episodes first before putting it out. Like, I feel like we've kind of limited ourselves and hurt ourselves in the way we kind of view some of this stuff. Um, I, think, I think binging sometimes hurts. I think the, way, I think the fact that this show did it week by week was great, yes. and, I, and I think yes. that the Mandalorian is doing the same thing. I think that that is absolutely necessary for some people. They don't like it, and, and you were seeing it earlier in the series, right? People are going like, "I don't know where it's going. It's 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 too slow." And I'm like, "Dude, it's a nine episode series, Chris, and we're on episode three. It's not too right slow." Talk about this, yeah. I've been talking about this for two weeks. I mean, have you and I talked about this? No, I, this is one of those, for the know, record. Chris and I do not speak unless it's recorded. That's not true. Mostly. That's not. That's <laughs> so the fact that you brought this up and it's cool. in my notes yeah. once again. It's in mine weird. too. Yeah, but it's but it, but, but, but I never yeah. talk to you, I mean, I mean, Chris and I talk. What the hell is going yeah. on here? This is very strange. Well, because it's, so, it's, it's, it's necessary. Building on what you said, for me, my perfect example is Lost in Space is about to drop another season on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I loved that first season. I did too. However, quietly, quietly, I did too. 
I mm-hmm. watched it in a weekend and never thought about it again. Mm-hmm. If you bring up Bloodlines to me, all I'll tell you about is how bad the last two seasons are and how not much how good the first season was. Um, Ozarks, I love that show. I forget it exists until a new one drops, and I burn through it in a weekend. Mm-hmm. This shit here, every Friday, no matter what, I open Disney+. Plus. Okay, look, I love episodic TV, and I was completely and utterly dismayed when everything turned into the episode dump. One, it gave networks permission to stop giving shows an opportunity to find an audience to grow and to get their legs. Mm-hmm. Two, it gave streaming services permission to say, if we don't hit a threshold number, you're done. And to, and and to move the threshold number without telling right, To fuck with the number. And then three, it created audience impatience in yes. a way that is just untenable for me. I have a lot of shows that I love that I don't tell anybody about. I was watching Orphan Black a year before anybody was watching Orphan Black. I never said a word because I didn't realize for a really long time, people in America didn't have access to Orphan Black. And once I, and same with Luther. And I I was watching it in a watch party with someone and I was like, this is amazing. How come no one's talking about this? And I realized, oh, these shows are not out in america yet they have not hit bbc america i'm gonna shut up because these things are going to be huge and they're going to steal my joy and that's exactly what happened it was the same with uh agents of shield it was the same with the peggy carter show i didn't talk to anybody about any of those because those were my babies and i just was i was really tired so the funny thing about Uh, mentioning agent of shield and, and agent carter and Deep because we, we we clearly review that show every week when it comes on. But clearly. but but the thing about Agent of Shield was and because and, and, Deep are already there from the beginning, so this is this was great for us. It was great for us watching all those people hop on the bandwagon and watch it at first, it not be the show they thought it was, and immediately say it sucked. And all of them said that. And then when the twist happens in the, in the middle of the first season, at, before it happened, everybody else was kind of left already. And then from that moment on. It, it it just kept getting stronger and stronger and stronger till you get to we're on what we're on season what's this upcoming upcoming season season seven so I think it was season either end of season four or season five when someone like IGN or somebody was like hey guys we need to talk about how Agent of Shield is the best show on TV right now and you all stop watching it and I'm like thank you because everybody came in they they came in already with their minds made of what that show was going to be they were like oh it's going to have iron man on it's going to have thor and it's going to tie I'm, directly into the I'm movies so it's going to do all this that one. this is further proof chris is the nice one yeah it's my response fuck him well, well no well so so but the, the, the thing about it is yes it's fuck him but what i've seen is and and this is why i brought up star wars earlier it's the same thing happens there because interesting me watching this last star wars show i'm not gonna i'm not gonna spoil anything i know deep i haven't seen it yet but what's interesting to me is seeing how both groups that the, the one group that really liked the last jedi one subset of that group and a group that didn't like it for a certain reason how they've kind of flipped but it's all because of shit they made up in their heads about what they thought the story yeah. was going to be and I'm like, at no point did anyone say what you thought. Like, people have spent all this time coming up with these theories and saying that it was going to do this, it was going to do this. And I'm like, at no point is anybody, one, confirmed that, or is that actually said in the movie? You made that up in your head, and you spent two years with this idea of what this last movie was going to be, and it didn't make it. So, yeah, it's I, I fuck them. Fuck well, no, no. Every Monday night, USA Network, 8 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Well, or 7 p.m. Central. Right, but 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 like, but the thing about it is, the, what 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 hurts is this is how 
this is how movies, TV shows that are good are going right thing. This is why one you don't sometimes get them taking the chances like they did with Watchmen. This is why you don't get um some of the things even even getting a full season because people come in already and they're either impatient with the story or they have their head cannon of what it's supposed to be and when it's not that then it's trash and i'm like right no that's not the, that's not it and then what happens is that then kills the show like i'm not gonna lie i love the fact that I love the fact that sh- the shows I love watching are popular enough that they, they don't get canceled, but nobody talks about them. I love the fact that nobody really watches, as far as I'm concerned, The Expanse, but The Expanse is still getting enough people to watch it because I love that fucking show. I love the fact that... Everybody Star- talks about it. Yeah. Everybody watches it, but nobody talks so, about it the way they talk about these other shows. And, and I'm, 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 I'm done this over, over, the, over the next two weeks, I'm going to get into The Expanse. I've heard enough people tell me. You should. And, and, and again, mean, it's, it's the thing I mean, of like... Trust me, I yeah. went from being at Comic-Con sitting with the guys with the first couple of books where it was like, you know, the diehard book nerds and everything to the, the, the first year that The Expanse came out and then the, but then the second year that The Expanse came out, I was like, sweet baby Jesus. Yeah, it's, but it's what in the yeah. hell happened to my jam? Please don't ruin my space show. Please don't ruin my space show. And then when it started to get canceled, yeah, I was like, oh god, oh god, oh god. But no, I, I agree with you. It's kind of like the same thing. Oh, like, like The Witcher just dropped on Netflix, mm-hmm. and I don't know what in God's name. I'm really glad that a lot of mainstream critics were not about Watchmen. Like, I, I guess they didn't really run out and try to get screeners or try to preempt it and screen it. I'm, I've never been more ecstatic that something was more of a fandom start for, like, the, the upswell for what was going to happen with respect to how it got reviewed and how it got talked about and what the think pieces were being pulled more than I was for The Watchmen because of what has happened with The Witcher. I like The Witcher. I like what they're doing with it. They're not trying to run. It's, a, it's not a sprint. And they're sticking to things that are format recognizable for both the book readers and the game players. But it's not fan service. So there are going to be a bunch of people who are already going to be pissed with Triss because of how she's being used. And she's such an integral part of the games. But she has a different kind of persona as to how she's developed within the books. And they don't like, we don't care. This is the part of the creative adaptation. But a lot of the critics came in with these preconceived notions. So, oh, this is supposed to fill my Game of, game of Thrones hall. But it was never promoted as that. So Never. This is whole cloth out of their heads. Their assumption, because it's feudal and it's fantasy, and their benchmark for that is Game of Thrones. Oh, Witcher must be looking to fill the, the, the feudal fantasy, epic fantasy hole in television that's what witcher is and they went and in and they watched but that's it. how you sell things like i like we can get mad about that and like not and not but that's not how they all... but that but deep on the reason why it's bunk is because they truly made pains to not sell the witcher that way like right. none of the promotion nothing from netflix well none of the well, stuff well, they have said that they weren't going political with Watchmen. they didn't they, they just went real 
<laughs> so, I mean, we can do this all day, bruh. But that's what I'm talking about. So there are people who came into this show with this preconceived notion of how they were going to use Gerald, uh, Gerald, how they were supposed to have Yennefer she was there, what it was supposed to look like with Triss, how the story was supposed to come. And there are all these people who are now are like, oh, I understand how fantasy shows are made. I understand how you do it when it's a feudal system. And this is what it's supposed to look like. And you get into the first episode and you're like, what the fuck is happening here? I don't understand how the world works. What is this magic? Who is this person? Uh, is there politics? Who's the bad guy? Where are the villains? What I, did this bitch just say that she killed a dog? I mean, you know what I mean? They couldn't handle it. The show is completely done in like short stories with common themes and threads that are all coming to a greater purpose. They use all eight of the episodes to tell you what the fuck is going on, to invest you in what's going on with the characters who you need to be paying attention to, and to give you the greater politics of the world. But because they didn't go through and try to force it into a GOT shifting point of view chronological outlay, and this house is of this importance, and this is the, you know, the the permutation of magic in this world. They're like, oh, it's trash. It's terrible. It's just it's got no plot. It's got nothing. It's an amalgamation of plot lines that don't even make any sense. Right out the gate. And I was like, but that's not what Witcher is. And if you had done any research before you opened your mouth to write a review to talk on something that you were supposed to be telling people what's going on and whether or not it's their bag, or if it's something they may want to try. Nobody put down their bags to actually pay attention to what it was that they were supposed to be talking about. And that's what happened with Watchmen. You had no choice. You had no choice but to leave all of your expectations at the door after the first 10 minutes. Yeah. Like, I just think that <clears throat> it's just funny seeing, it's, it's like when watching your phones get bigger after they got smaller for a while. Like, it's, watch, it's easy watching the, the trends reverse again and we're now trending. Yes, we're getting streaming services, but we're now going back to the weekly content of shows. We're going shorter seasons, like even this this season, this this Watchmen, which might be a one and done, which I'm okay with, totally okay with it being a one and done. Um, it's it's at nine episodes. Fine, perfect. Don't need any more. Um, uh, I believe The Mandalorian is ten. You know, like <clears throat> and done week by week. So, you know, people and, and you get people uh, signed up to watch it and, and, and it's OK with it. And and it allows people to have this moment. It's, 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 I talked about this on the Star Wars review. It's like so many of those people that ran out to do their reviews did it right because the embargo was up at 3 a.m. the next uh, that 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 next day. So you had a few hours to think about the movie before you go out and write about it. And I'm like, no, it's too much movie. You need you need some time to think here when you have a week in between episodes, you have to think about it. You know, Ooh, when you, you get time to go yeah. catch it again, when if you, you get, get it on demand, when, 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 when you're halfway through episode seven and you're realizing, fuck, Cal is Cal is Dr. Manhattan. You're like, shit. Now you got a week to think about what happens with, uh, you know, episode eight. And then you go from there. It's like so much. Uh, last thing I had this in my notes. And I had to bring this up. Uh, we really do need to talk about uh, the fact that uh, Dr. Manhattan is what I would believe they call community dick at this point. Lord Jesus, God in heaven. <laughs> Like, uh, this, okay, so, so even that that makes so much sense. John's always been obsessed with sex and love, yeah, yeah, and hiding in the dresser, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, his idea of the perf- and then again, this gets into like huge meta ideas behind like not just this watchman, but 86's watchman, um, is the idea that John's obsession, Ozymandias' obsession was with society, his mm-hmm. Bates' obsession was with. The, the, the conquering of man and blah, 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 leadership, blah, blah. 
John's was always, I want to be in love. Mm -hmm. He wants to be loved, not adored, but loved. There's a difference. Mm -hmm. And he learned that on Europa. Yeah. Because when he comes back from, when he meets Janie, he's still struggling with his perception of time. He's like, look, I do love you, but there'll come a point when I love you less. Mm -hmm. And I told you that shit. I probably shouldn't have. Yeah. My this young girl I'm looking at, there's a point I'm going to love her. And like live with her, and you shouldn't know that, but I told you. Right. You can seem to be distracted. <laughs> My bad. What truly honestly are you supposed to do when time forwards and backwards? But that's, but that's why the relationship with Angela works so well. One, because of the tunnel of love. But two, because he knew it ended in tragedy. Mm -hmm. He knew he there knew. was an end. He knew there was an end. The end with the other ones was always someone else. Yep. The end yep. with this one was the end. Mm -hmm. And so... That changes the choices you're willing to make everything. and what you're willing to not regret. It changes it so much that he finds her grandfather and says, I need to have a conversation before I do this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and while the chicken and the egg is a lazy philosophical question, because it's always the egg, the proto-chicken has an egg. It mutates into a chicken. That's how science fucking works. The philosophical version of the question, however... <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you really up in here getting angry at some dick heart? Are you so really angry at a dick heart? It's so dumb. Anyway. Oh my God. Whatever. <laughs> I love it. But I love, I mean, come on. If we're going to do I like a version of that, okay. really? Yo, the, the fact that this entire thing hinges on a very complicated paradox is hilarious to me. It's, it's fantastic. It's but could he have said it any way that would have really worked and resonated with people outside of chicken and the egg? If he so, had said, it's, you know, if he had said, if a tree falls in the woods, no one here doesn't really hear. I am who I am. If I do, am I, if I, if you don't know I it, am I really there? Really? Dumb, I don't like it. That's all I was saying. Okay, fine, Mr. Meta. But no, I meant, but I liked all of these things. I liked all these elements because he put them in a way. This is one of the reasons why I get really sad and dismayed that people are discouraged from going to college. Because this is all, <laughs> a li this entire show is a liberal arts education in action. What? Uh, what? Am I wrong? No, I'm agreeing a thousand percent. Oh. I was like, I was like, I've had so many more conversations and fun where people are gotten themselves twisted up in all of these little, you know, ideological, you know, paradoxes. Of, and someone who now knows the difference between an oxymoron and a paradox because of Watchmen, I am a happy black girl. But like, when you really, <laughs> I said it. I don't care. So, like, but when you really truly get down to it, just even the basics of the story of giving us the origin story of the mirror man and giving us that personality type and, and what that truly means and where his priorities are and what he was willing to sacrifice. I told you that motherfucker and, wasn't dead. <laughs> we all knew. He I mean, I know, I know, I know, I know, like, I know y'all knew. I know. I know. Oh, can we talk about the greatest thing about the whole series before you got here? What? Slipper sure. guy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Luke guy. So it's Petey. It's Petey. Yeah. yeah, it is. We knew that though. We I knew really it was But it's so goddamn funny how they reveal it in the in the postscript. Yeah. If anyone's reading the Petey Petey articles, the one that dropped after Watchmen uh, episode nine was he didn't write it. It was his superiors who said that they confiscated all this shit. He's been AWOL for the last two weeks. <laughs> you know what? I, you know what I appreciate. <laughs> He's I, yeah. A high high probability for vigilante activity, <laughs> and they found the oil that he used. Ladies and gentlemen, Lube Man lives. <laughs> you know what I appreciate? I, mean, I appreciate the fact that 
Um, you didn't need to read that to to enjoy the series, but it was a oh, no. good supplement. It it was it's those the same are... thing with the Black Freighter stuff in, yeah. in the first one. Yeah, yeah. Like one of the one of the um one of the vigilante cops is Pirate Ginny from the Black Freighter. That's her name. Yeah. You know how many people miss that, right? Every fucking body. But the, the so fact that they put it in, knowing that everyone would miss it, makes me so happy to watch the show. But this is one of the few times that the online database or the, you know, go online to find out more was truly worth it. It's not so just if, marketing stuff. If you haven't gone and looked at the Pedia, please do yourself the favor, especially now that you're done. If you are done just or not. Who, just see who designed the giant blue dildo. And laugh yourself stupid. But like, and every notice thing, that, it's, that, that, that Cal Abar's name is just the ex Cal Abar. Cal is Abar. Named the thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, how dare you? I how threw my, you? I, I almost threw, I just threw my laptop across my bed. I was like, first <laughs> of all, and I was like, I'm done with you right now. But yeah, no, the last memorandum where it's like effective immediately, Dale PD is no longer an agent of the Federal <laughs> Bureau of Investigation. <laughs> I was like, that bitch is blue boy. But Again, going back to Chris's point when he was talking about the people who had to immediately jump up and get on, like the people who had their Watchmen season finales out right as the credits were rolling, how, I'm like, can I have your PR contact? But also, how much time between when you watched it did you give yourself time to really think about it? Because a lot of them were already on the, you know, second season, second season, you know, the holes, the things that were done. Oh, they let Lori fall by the wayside. Um, you know, I, I, like she was there as a witness. And I'm sorry, there was a very pointed reason for Lori to be there. The white people had brought her saying, well, we didn't want him to be alone when he died. We wanted him to have someone who he loved. And at the end, who he kept. I was like, it was very purposeful. It was very pointed and useful. It's like, he's reached the the true end, the twilight end. And he's like, I'm in every moment with you. I cried like a bitch. I will admit it. And I thought it was great television. The most romantic shit in the world, he dies. Right? I was like, also, I I do like how summarily dismissed all the white supremacists are. Oh, no. No, that was my favorite part about how easily they, it was, it was, it was almost anticlimactic, but that was the point. And and it like, was done on purpose. Like when when they opened it, when she was like, "Hey, where's the senator at? Where's he at?" And she opened the door and just nothing but a puddle of like goo. <laughs> she about she, under she, the she, chair. She, she skipped no. over to that damn door. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, that was that was beautiful. I because again, that's the other thing that people are yeah. angry about. Oh, you build all this stuff up, and it was just a gimmick. I'm like, yeah, like y'all. Just like y'all. But it's not a gimmick, right? It's you dismiss them as easily as they should be dismissed. Yeah. You don't give this because y'all, y'all ain't, y'all ain't, and you're norm. Right. The only place you're important is in your own mind. Yeah. Like when, she, when they were finally like, just kill us. You're never going to kill us. You're just like, yeah, you're right. I am. So it's just, right. like, that's true. Yeah. It's true. You know, I did promise Will I'd give this speech things he wants y'all to know. But honestly, the point at which she stopped, nothing else needed to be said. She she said what she had to say. I was like, I was like, say that again with your chest. Her the like you and uh, I. Mm. I personally would like Lady True to take more time with it because I felt like she was in a rush to become a god. I mean, come on, she had to live up to that image that she created. I, like the, the the Catholic in me screamed. I'm like, is she really walking around here like she's an iconic, iconic, uh, uh, an icon card, like with the white outfit? 
with the little half circle that'll make you look like you have a holy nimbus behind your head because you're going to glow blue as large as you can. I was like, are you really out here walking like you about to ascend to be holy mother? Who made this costume and can I send you flowers? Because <laughs> like, the subtle, it's just like, I was like, see, look at you with your organized religion hate motherfucking asses. It's beautiful. But like, like no, I mean, it, it, everything was just so well done and it was so subtle and there's just so many things that you could miss in here and that you could find a new way to look at. I don't need another season. And if they come back to Watchmen, I hope we get whole new stories. I hope it's 20 years from then. Well, that's yo, and make it. What was the uh, the um, what was uh, the adopted son's name? Topher. 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 Follow Topher. Fuck at this point. Well, I'd be down to follow Topher. Like I, I, I'm with you. It's like you can or do something but totally it's, different. It's a black woman with the power of God. How do you do a show about a utopia? Right. Right. So. <laughs> right. It's called like everything. It's called Wakanda. No. I don't know. I said it. Yeah, it's um like I said, I I'm okay with them not just I'm I'm okay with this. If this becomes the new trend of do these one because it's not even a mini series, right? Because there's nine full episodes, so you got a full pretty much a full it, season. It's, it's the way they treat international television. Yeah, was it Homeland? Yeah, it's Homeland's a limited one series. Season. The original Homeland's one season. Showtime got greedy, stretched it out to wherever Claire Danes is maybe still crying. I'm not sure. <laughs> she is still crying in a God small room in need of her medication and trying to conduct an interrogation no one needs. That show was brilliant and it should have stayed one where season. it was. Yeah. But that's why I made the mention of Luther. That's why I made the mention of Luther because it was a limited series. It was, a, I mean, it was a limited run. And even when they did agree to come back, it was a whole new set of cast characters still built around the one central investigator, but nothing else was the same. And when they were done, they were done. And they were like, y'all going, they started killing people who were <laughs> like core mm-hmm. just so people would be clear. We're we are not coming back, <laughs> coming back. And if we have to murder everybody who makes this show work, for you to get the point, we will kill everyone. And I don't think I would not, I would like them not to do that. I don't feel like we need to reach the point where we have to start murking people for people to get the point. But it's like all the people who were pissed off about the Marvel shows ending on Netflix and some people trying to make it racial or whatever. But I would be less angry. Even in network TV, if the network said, you got three seasons, or better yet, you have 20 episodes. Tell your story. The good place is on NBC every Thursday. Um, If you're not watching it, they they came in with the idea of four seasons. And they're telling their four and they're getting the fuck out. But that's what What I I think. What show is this? The Good Place. Oh, The Good uh, good Place. It's Kristen Ah. Bell. It is. um, What's the buddy's name? Yeah, but it's it, 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 this is what they need to do. I mean, when you have, especially when you have all these streaming services, you have the stuff going on that makes sense. It does. It really does. It does come in saying, we know, because a lot of these, especially for a lot of these sci fi shows, the creators, a lot of times, already have their five seasons in plan. Give them to them. Like, I still cry over the fact that um, uh, Von Wilmot never got to do his like four season plan for, or four or five season plan for Dominion. You know, it's like, like it would have been great. It's like you were working on that. Like, give those shows their five, four or five seasons, 
and 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 then and go from right. there and then let it run. I mean, that's the best way versus going through where you're 22 seasons in. You're just like, why are we still doing this? this? So I don't need the is it going to get canceled? Is it going to get kept cliffhanger at the end of the year? All it does yeah. is make me not want to fuck with your network, Fox. I, I used to not like that. But then I realized that the agent she was treating it like crack for me. Like they're always oh, going to bring wait, it back, but they're wait, always going to tease me. Oh yeah, well that's di- that's that's different. That's 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 different. I, yeah, Ag- I Agent Shield. Yeah, Agent Agent Shield. Yeah, I'm talking about I'm talking about shows that it's clear there's a story arc. Yeah, Agent of Shield is favorite son daughter of ABC yeah. Marvel. Like they once, they were once never. Once I realized that after like season three, I was like, oh, we good. Yeah, yeah, oh, we good. Yeah, once I once I realized that they didn't give a shit about what was happening with the ratings, like, oh no, 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 we keeping this. Like this is. This, this came someone from a, who, someone yeah. who matters likes this a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody like, up we high said we're doing this. I will see my plan through. Yeah, somebody up high said we doing this, and we don't really give a shit. So I'm like, but, 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 on, but if you don't real. have that, if, if you don't have that, keep then getting a that, new yeah. police procedural every single fucking year. You're trying to tell me that if somebody comes in the room and pitches a show from you, and you have a natural story arc. You can't just let them finish it. Give them however many episodes and say this is how long you have to tell your story. And if this shit hits, we'll let you pitch us another storyline. Right. But let them tell the storyline they pitched. Yeah. Because that's, I mean, you're not telling me that's not what they're pitching. Yeah. You got to. I mean, it's the only way forward. And you see with something like Watchmen, you see what happens when you do that. You know, mm-hmm. you see what happens. But that's and, why Agents right. of S.H.I.E.L.D. has been around as long as it is. They're still doing storylines. You're not coming back and just hitting Wash Winch repeat on the same thing for the next season. Yeah, no. There's still forward movement. There's still shenanigans and ridiculousness. But there's always forward movement with the characters, with the world play. So even that format still... Even if they say we're never we're never stopping until we we our plan is through. There's a plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I just like this when it comes to genre f- fiction on TV or certain fandoms. There are certain channels that if they say they're making a show, I don't fuck with them because they're liars. Fox. Yeah, and they give me these shows that have this uh, possibility, and then they take them from me. NBC, and or they do something that's really great that they say is a one and done. And then they try to bring it back, ABC. I mean, because ABC is notorious for letting somebody live past their sell-by date, and so is right. CW. Right. So, so leave Supernatural yeah. out of this. I'm sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean it. I don't want to hear it. Don't at me. I'm just kidding. It's fucking joke. <laughs> How'd you know which one I meant, though? I, I was trying to take the heat off of you. You don't need this shit. Come on with it. <laughs> you know what? Look, I look. I've I've had a. Twitter account that had lots of followers. I let it die, and they all left. Half those people haven't even figured out who the hell I am on Twitter at Bookblurred. And even when they do, they don't fuck with me. They don't want to smoke. They can try it and see what happens. I got time. I work from home. I got a phone. I got a computer. I got a tablet. They all got my app on it. If you want to play, come on. I don't care. All right. So so now we're starting to threaten people, and and we're I not behind the paywall. And we're not behind the paywall. And we're not behind the paywall. So I'm gonna go ahead and uh, get ready to end this. Um, <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My bad. My bad. We we only cuss out our paying customers, folks. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, no, this is the only policy we have here. Yeah, it really, it really is the only policy. Watchmen is some of the best that's been done, and I just go watch this shit. 
Please watch it if you didn't watch it, you know. Each one, teach one. Take uh, your HBO Go login to your family this winter. Yeah. Give them the gift of Watchmen. Nine hours of silence because they're going to be basking in the brilliance. I helped you Which twice. Which will be your Welcome. gift in return. And Nine watch, hours watch, of silence. Watch it again. Nine hours of silence. You can't put a price tag on it. Yeah, and if you've already watched it, watch it again. So, mm-hmm. um, I've watched these last few episodes four times. Four times, yeah. yep. That sounds about right. I love these last three episodes so much. All right, folks, there so you guys have it. There's another it's wrapping up here with on Super Tuesday recap for uh, Watchmen episodes so seven, eight, and nine. Uh, you may or may not hear Ro and I again soon before the end of the year uh, for the Expanse. I just put the Expanse uh, review for four through six on Super Tuesday recap feed. We'll be back for seven, eight, nine, and ten. Hopefully, get Rod in. Uh, if not, uh, by the end of this year, early next year. We'll get that in as well. Um, yeah, that's all I got. So we we owe them a mailbag. Oh, mailbag! Yeah, we have a mailbag and a poll list. We have we we supposed to be doing so. Double I gotta, podcast, super podcast. Yeah, super podcast day. So uh, we got to get that in. Uh, I got to talk to Deep on when we're going to record that. Yeah, so I would we, just like to say for the record, both of y'all are real bad for my fucking budget right now. <laughs> hey, that's not our fault. It is I'm your sorry fault. for all this greatness you put in your lap. It'll for me. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I'm like, uh, really? I mean, my comic book addiction is completely and utterly all the way back out of control. Yo, y'all. Blaine? Are you reading Blaine? Batman? Yes. Have you finished it? No, shut up. Oh my God, Tom Kane left the plane. He lands a fucking plane. Oh yeah, my God. I'm, 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 yes. I'm, that's what I'm doing this weekend, so I got some time. Chris, so. he lands a plane. Like, it's a fuck. He's a blue angel lands this motherfucker. It's beautiful. He, he lands a plane uh, like, he, he lands a plane like Batman did in the beginning of. of... That's the plane he lands, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for changing uh, my weekend plans. Um. All right, folks. Yeah, so just stay tuned. Uh, we'll be back soon. Uh, yeah, folks. Thank you guys very much for listening. Until next time, we're out of here. Peace. <laughs>